In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. When I'm re-elected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. All across America have to deal with crimes. That's why you have jails. We hold people in there. Talk to us, though, about the difference between a normal sheriff across America and a border sheriff, the the impact to your jails. Well, it's important to have a secure border. We're we're a border community with 83 miles of shared international border with Mexico. Currently, since January, uh, we're closing on 1,000 suspects have been booked into our jail under state-related crimes that are connected to the border. That's something a lot of sheriffs don't, will never address. Uh, we are, due to the fact is we're very proactive when it comes to making this a county of a, a vacation destination, not a destination for crime. So if we catch you smuggling, we catch you down here to pick up migrants that are coming to our country illegally, we will charge you. And we've made that very clear. Uh, it's competitive in the fact that the cartels have picked up their game. It's also competitive the fact that we don't have the message out of Washington, D.C. that our borders are secure and the action to support that. So between the governor's office, our lawmakers, and my office, we are pushing very hard to do the right thing here, fulfill our office, uh, and keep our citizens safe, but last, support the rule of law. We're not going to change that here in Cochise County. And when you say it's coming up on 1,000, what proportion then is that of your overall bookings? It ranges between 30 and 40% of all my bookings in this jail behind 
are border related. Wow. Those are numbers we haven't seen in years. I've been doing this 38 years and I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and this is the ugliest I've ever seen it right now. And, but again, we're not turning our back on it. We're not gonna turn our back. I promise the citizens in this county and the state and the governor that I work so closely with, we're gonna to continue to do what's right. My message for the citizens of this country, my message is for the President of the United States, leadership within Congress and every elected official out there, we have to stand united to fix our border problem, our immigration problems. We need to enforce the rule of law and we all need to stand united on this. This is not just the 31 border counties on the Southwest, this is America's border. And we have to stand together on this if we're gonna fix it and get the dang politics out of it. Public safety is not built around politics built around keeping people safe and sustaining their quality of life, their freedoms and liberties. That's what I stand for as a sheriff. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Ben Berkwam, uh, my brother from another mother there, and uh, getting, the, getting the, the true statements right from a sheriff's mouth. And you have all these border sheriffs all over, all over down there at the border. In, in, in every state, you have border sheriffs coming out in droves, giving you their assessment. Their honest-to-God, non-bias assessment of the border. And you will never see these sheriffs that Ben rides with, that Ben enter interviews, you will never see them on Fox News, you will never see them on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, none of that. Why? Because they want you to just believe the narrative that comes out of Washington, D.C., Border is secure. You got Mayorkas who, who needs to be lumped right in with those impeachment uh, hearings that we're going to see very shortly. He needs to be lumped right in there with him. And so does um, uh, Kamala Harris, the cackling jackal. She was the put in charge of the border. She was the border czar so they could have somebody to uh, throw under the bus. But the buck stops with the illegitimate Captain Corn Pop. That's where the buck stops. All of them will be rounded up in these impeachment trials, though, that we are about ready to see. We will see them. Will we actually see something happen? Who knows? But at least we can say he is an impeached, illegitimate president like they tried to do President Donald J. Trump. Now, I do want to show you a video from, let's see, I think this was three days ago that Ben took. And he basically is saying exactly what, I, what they've turned into Uber. The Border Patrol agents have turned into one giant Uber for the illegal aliens. They're just shipping them all over the country at the request of the Biden administration. Or I should say not at the request, at the orders from the Biden administration. Check this out. The left has taken our Border Patrol and rather than having them secure our border, they turned them into Uber for the cartels. Bus after bus, van after van, on purpose, bringing them to our interior. Bus after bus, van after van. All at your expense. Bus after bus, van after van, all at your expense. It's funny how they call Governor Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott racist for kidnapping but yeah, what are they doing right there? What are they doing right there? That's why you never see anybody in court for kidnapping or any charges brought up on any of these governors because they're doing no different than what the administration is doing right there. The big difference, I would say, 
is that the administration is coaxing them here and incentivizing them to come here so they can put them on buses and vans and put them into the interior. To do the exact same thing here is what just happened in Europe over the last four, five years. Colonization. They are literally colonizing the United States of America because this is the only way to get rid of the Christian conservative nationalist. This is the only way. And they lie to them bringing them here. They lie to them and they tell them everything is going to be okay. Come here and you'll be free. And really what they're trying to turn this country into using those people that are fleeing from their countries to colonize this. It's exactly what they're going to turn this country into. The same thing that they're uh, coaxing them away from. And it's all by design. Every bit of it is by design, which is why they have to hang, ladies and gentlemen. And I do not say that lightly. I am being 100% serious. That is why they have to hang. Like that man said down in Boston, Joe Biden needs to be swinging from the gallows. Legally, by a court of law, he needs to be put to death. And so does uh, Mayorkas, so does Harris, so does Pelosi, so does Schumer, so does Schiff. All of them who have been complicit in this invasion of the United States of America. Because that's what it is. It is an invasion of the United States of America. Let me say that one more time. For all of those who are afraid to say it and call it what it is, it is an invasion of the United States of America by proxy, meaning that the government, the federal government, is using these people to do their bidding, to do their war, which is a war on the interior of the United States of America to, to destroy it from the inside out. And the reason why we've got to call it like it is and the reason why we've got to tell you all of it is so that you know about it. I'll get a lot of people, why are you giving me bad news? I'm giving you news. I'm giving you news. There is no such thing as bad news. There is only news and how we deal with it. There is only news and how we deal with it. I'd like to, uh, I, I'd like to answer Lisa Nakan. Lisa Nakan says, uh, how is your race coming along? Well, it's coming along nicely. We can only knock on so many doors. We can only attend so many events. Um, this is a very liberal area where I am. I don't know how it's going to be neck and neck. I can tell you that because people are sick and tired of Democrat ways, but it's neck and neck. It shouldn't be neck and neck, but it is. There's three Republicans going against three Democrats right now. That's how it goes here. Our district is represented by three representatives and it can be a combination of any three. I could win alongside two Democrats or it could be all three Republicans. So uh, we're still hanging in there. We'll put it that way. I'd like to thank the following people. Um, Matsushita, thank you very much for the various Bibles and the study Bible. Cynthia Woodward, thank you very much for this beautiful wooden holy cross. This is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. This comes from Cynthia Woodward. She also sent a card with this. But I'd like to thank Cynthia right now for this wonderful, wonderful wooden cross, which will like everything else that you guys send me, will uh, dawn the LFA family wall of fame that you guys have all seen before. I'd like to thank T. Moses for the check donation through the mail. Sylvia Wright, thank you for the donation as well. Diana Garofalo, thank you for the local newspaper article. I, I, I started to read it today. I have not finished yet. 
Janelle Mitten, thank you very much for the donation. Sanja Woodruff, thank you for the donation. But I'd also like to come in here real quick to the online donors, and I'd like to go down the list of the online donors uh, who have put in their monthly donation or their one-time donation. Yolanda uh, Carrera, Yolanda Carrera, I I never say this, I'm going to try to say this last name right. Carrier, Yolanda Carrier, Marcos Alvarez, God bless you and thank you very much. Longtime listener, he puts in a monthly donation. Yolanda puts in a $200 monthly donation. That is incredible. Joe Cooper, thank you very much. God bless you for your monthly donation. Kimberly Novak, Sherry Kwiatkowski, thank you very much. Uh, Leisha Wyatt, Stacy Cassidy, David Howell, God bless you and thank you. Uh, David put in a one-time donation. He says to help your family in this difficult time, and he put in fifty bucks towards our uh, towards our funeral, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's coming along nicely. We're approaching three thousand dollars in donations. Uh, Peggy Delaney, God bless you and thank you very much. This is also to help with um, our, our our funeral for my from my sister-in-law. Um, Peggy Delaney, thank you very much. Robert Fay, he also sent in fifty dollars to help with funeral costs. Uh, Suzanne Sutton, God bless you, Larry, Lara, Lara Harris, Rosalie Joy, Dennis Montgomery, and Beth Bem. Thank you very much for your uh, constant support to the show. I know that there's a lot of you out there who are donors to the show and have never gotten your name called for that. I very much apologize. I wish I could talk, talk to each and every one of you and give you virtual hugs every day. Uh, let's get to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Thank you very much for all your kindness and your gifts. But we are going to go to Jesus Calling on this October 11th. Here we go. Since I am your savior, God, you have every reason to watch and hope for me. I always hear your prayers and also the spirit's intercession for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you so I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Now from Romans 8:26, I love the book of Romans. From Romans 8.26, it says, The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's the importance of the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Spirit uh, intercedes so much for us, intervenes so much for us in life. And then from Isaiah 46, 4, it says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. That says, even when you get very old and you need help to do everything, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Isaiah 46, 4. And before you turn out the light tonight, search carefully for my work in your circumstances. I am rescuing you in this very moment. God, when we say God's working behind the scenes, that means that Jesus is constantly working in the most holy place to sanctify that place for you to get there. And that means using the Holy Spirit here on earth to intervene and guide you places that God and Jesus need you to go, decisions they need you to make in order to fulfill that place in heaven where Jesus is up there sanctifying for you right now. It's so very important and it's so very connected And we are so very lucky. Let's go to the Lord now. Please remove your hats. And let's sing together. Sing together. Let's praise 
together. Let's sing worship to God together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lead us not into temptation. I have a lot of people ask me about that. They would say, why would God, why would God purposely lead you into temptation? Well, it's not. It's actually not saying, hey, God, do this for us. Don't lead us into temptation. It's just saying, Lord, guide our steps so that we don't follow any footsteps into temptation. And if we get there, deliver us from that temptation. Deliver us from that sin. And we'll do the same to those who, who you know, make transgressions towards us. And uh, it's very important that we say that Lord's Prayer every single day together. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are right now getting ready for the first and foremost section. If you would please lift your cups up. We're going to have our first slurp of the day. But I need, I need, and I absolutely need you all to share this video right now and rumble it right now. Like I said, if we don't get 2,500, we don't stay in the top 10. We need all of you guys to get your fingers working. If you don't have a rumble profile, please just build one. It takes a few seconds and you'll be able to engage in the live chat and you'll be able to engage in rumbling and sharing out the video. I need you guys all to work very, very strong for me right now. If you're on Getter, Roku, and Firestick, come over and do it real quick and then you can uh, go back to your your preference, your choice of uh, uh, platforms to watch the show. Let's have our first slurp. Here we go. Mm-mm-mm. And while you're at it, while you're sharing, bounce out and go sh- and, and, and rumble the other videos that, that happened today too. Rumble the short videos, rumble the short clips, rumble the interviews, rumble the other shows. We're all working together. Let's get into it. Here we go. Yesterday morning on the 11 a.m. show of Life from America, I reported to you and showed you a very, very racist Democrat city councilor in Los Angeles who was caught on a mic saying some very, very rude and racist things about a fellow Democrat who actually has adopted children and they just happen to be not Caucasian. Well, nothing wrong with that, right? We're all the human race. We're not different races. We're one race that happened to be different color. Amen. Well, she called this kid a monkey. She said, we know where this guy sides with. He sides with the blacks. This is coming from one Democrat to another. And yesterday evening on the 5 p.m. show, not six hours later, I got to come on and give you an update that that very racist woman had resigned from city councilor, city council president. So she was the head of the city council. She was the president of the city council and she resigned. Now, she should have left completely. She should have walked away completely. But I would like to update for you today. One day later, 24 hours later, and she has now taken a leave of absence. Not good enough, but one step closer from get to getting rid of these racist Democrats who have taken over our political system and who destroy our country. Nuri Martinez was caught on that leaked video saying that a fellow Democrat, Mike Bonin's black son, was like a monkey. Martinez also had to say about Soros-funded radical DA uh, district attorney George Gaskin, F that guy, he is with the blacks. Mike Bonin is a gay politician with a black son. Democrat Nuri uh, Nuri Martinez knew this 
knew this about him and attacked his child, calling his child a monkey. But folks, you would be, you would not, I mean, you may be surprised, I don't know, but this kind of rhetoric, this kind of language, this kind of talk, these, these, these kind of words, they come out of Democrats' mouths every single day. Not in public, not where they can get caught. Because their whole power, their whole, everything that they are is built on marginalizing, dividing, segregating, labeling. That's all they do. That's all they do. And then creating people to think that they are victims. They create little victims that are not victims of anything. But they have to have that kind of division. They have to have that kind of fear mongering. They have to have that kind of rhetoric in order to continue to win elections. Will they win elections fair? No. But they do win elections that way. This is how they've always won. But it'll never be how they ever win again. As a matter of fact, it is about time for the Democrats' racism to turn around and bite them in their own butt. Karma is a you-know-what And they're getting a little bit of a dose of that today. As a matter of fact, I titled today's show, Accountability is Becoming a Reality Again. And why is accountability becoming a reality again? Accountability is becoming a reality again because you and I and millions of other Americans had enough and decided to get involved. And when you and I and millions of other Americans have enough and decide to get involved, guess what happens? We start being proactive on issues. And when we're proactive rather than reactive on issues, then we can stop things before they come. We can find out, we can target what's wrong, we can remove that cancer, and we can fix things. That's why I always say no news is bad news. And we're being proactive and we're getting rid of this stuff. Accountability is becoming a reality again. And now, prominent Democrats, California Democrats, have called on Martinez to resign completely. Even former California Secretary of State turned Senator Alex Padilla said that he was appalled at Martinez's racist dehumanizing remarks and called on her to resign. Now, remember, she said, I hold myself accountable in my apology. I hold myself accountable. Nuri Martinez on Tuesday announced she would be taking a leave of absence. She says, this has been one of the most difficult times of my life. Really? Really? This has been one of the most difficult times in your life? How about you fess up to all the other racist remarks you've ever made and let's see how difficult it actually gets. This has been one of the most difficult times of my life and I recognize that this is entirely of my own making. Yeah! It is! The tongue is a very, very, very powerful tool and used for good, it can save Countries, nations, used for bad, it can destroy everything. At this moment, I need to take a leave of absence and take some time to have an honest and heartfelt conversation with my family, my constituents, and my community leaders. I am so sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry to the residents of Council District 6, my colleagues, the city of Los Angeles. I'm so sorry to all of you. (laughs) She said she cries. What's that? Let's play that again. That's all I hear. Want, want, want. Some little tiny violins. Have some cheese. Cry. All this is, ladies and gentlemen, is a publicity stunt for her to just get out of the public eye long enough. Get out of the public eye long enough for the 24-hour news cycle to take over and another story Uh, replaces her very racist remarks. We cannot let this die. I promise you, I will not let this die. 
I will not let this die, and we will make sure that every couple days we call into that district if we have to, and we have to say, never let her come back. Never let her come back. But really, it is up to the citizens of L.A., District 6 in L.A. They have to be the ones that demand that this lady does not come back and represent them. No Democrat, no Republican, no Independent should align themselves with that kind of talk, period. I miss actual Democrats. I miss actual Republicans, not communist Marxists and rhino uniparty wannabes. You know what I mean? I miss when there was some abs- some actual um, substance there, some meat on those bones, to be able to go back and forth and have actual debate about substantive issues. But no, we can't have that these days. No, can't have that these days. Accountability is becoming a reality again, ladies and gentlemen. Accountability is actually starting to happen all over the country as, of, as a result of you and I getting uh, involved in being proactive rather than reactive. And you know where you can find this out? You can find this out by looking at polls across the country about what they think of Democrats. You could find this out by going back and watching my morning show and seeing that cold open video of Tulsi Gabbard saying she's leaving the Democratic Party. By the way, can I just rant for a minute? Does anybody mind if I actually rant for a minute? I hope this doesn't offend anybody because you may fall into this category. But let me just go off on a little tirade for a minute. Everybody in the world has heard now that Democrat uh, Tulsi Gabbard is no longer a Democrat. I put that out this morning. And I thought, I thought for sure that the members of the LFA family and the people that follow the pages, maybe not members of LFA family, but follow the pages, would understand where I was coming from and what I was saying, but it didn't happen. Nope. It went over so many people's head. Everybody thought that I was praising Tulsi Gabbard and that I was saying, embrace Tulsi Gabbard as a Republican. Give her a big virtual hug. Tell her how much you love her. Tell her how much you can't wait to vote alongside her and hold her hand and sing Kumbaya around the campfire and tell stories of being young. When You, you know what I mean? None of that was ever even meant. It wasn't about the person. It has nothing to do with the person. I don't care if she walks to the edge of the earth and jumps off. I mean, I do, you know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm, you get my drift. It was always about the message. It's not about the person. Well, I wouldn't trust Tulsi Gabbard. Nobody told you to. Well, I don't know about Tulsi Gabbard. Who cares? Well, I don't think that we can trust her. Nobody told you to. Well, I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. Nobody asked you to pick her up. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the message, the message, the message. Not the person, not the messenger, the message. I cannot be a Democrat anymore because... X, Y, Z, fill in the blanks. I can no longer represent this party anymore because fill in the blanks. It is about the message, the domino effect of the message. I could care less about Tulsi Gabbard or her white streak that has died in, uh, in her hair or the rest of her hair might be dyed. Nothing to do with Tulsi Gabbard. Get off the Tulsi Gabbard train. Nobody cares about her becoming a Republican or her being a Democrat. It was only that a Democrat who has a big following said something that everybody needs to say. Whoa, man. I'll tell you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, getting back to accountability, getting back off that little rant there for a second, and I'm sorry to do that, but getting back, getting back off that accountability, uh, that rant back to accountability, um, you're starting to see the accountability all over the country. You're starting to see it in polls. You're starting to see it with freakouts. You're starting to see it with the way they, they, they react to rallies and stuff like that. Look at MSNBC this morning. Look how they melted down 
over what people are saying at rallies and trying to point the finger at us and everything they ever did. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they're trying to do it again. Look, they're not going to be able to escape defund the police. They're not going to be able to escape that. That's not going to happen, period. They are not going to be able to escape uh, painting defund the police all the way down city blocks. They're not going to be able to get away from all of the videos, the mountains of evidence, the hours of videos where you got moron Democrats like Cory Bush and uh, uh, the guy that thought Guam was going to tip over, Hank Johnson. You got all these, uh, defund the police, defund the police. You got uh, the, the jihad squad out there. Uh, defund the police, defund the police. We got hours of footage. You're not going to be able to get away with this. But it's not going to stop them from trying. MSNBC actually said that it is racist for you, for me, for Mike Crispy there on TV, for Anna Perez, anything. It is absolutely racist for you to point out the crime in the United States of America. All the crime that the Democrats have brought on the United States of America, the massive spikes in murders, the massive spikes in assaults, the massive spike in break-ins and thievery and robbery, the massive spike in home invasions, the massive spike in drugs, the massive spike in overdose overdoses. If you point it out, you are racist. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Here is none, none other than uh, MSNBC telling you that these racist Republicans just keep pointing out the crime. Yeah. No doy. Check this out. Let's talk also about Tommy Tuberville and his comments, uh, which were so racist, uh, conflating descendants of, of uh, Come slaves on. Get seeking it out. reparations with all criminals, basically saying that black people are criminal and not 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 stepping back from that not, and not, Republican not. leaders defending it or trying to deflect from it. Has this become normalized among Republican leaders? Here we because go. Because they're so eager to win the Senate. I think it has. It has been normalized. And of course, we've seen the former president using uh, racist uh, language to, to describe, describe black and brown people as criminals for years now, ever since the 2016 election. So it also isn't new. But it's of a piece with what we're seeing across the state. Not everybody is using as patently racist language as Tommy Tuberville. But even in that debate uh, but in Ohio uh, between uh, J.D. Vance Uh-oh. and Tim Ryan, oh, we, we saw J.D. Vance harping on the issue of crime and, yeah. talk, and linking it to things like illegal immigration. Yeah. Those are the types of issues, the things that drive fear among voters that Republicans think they have been very successful with in the past. And we're seeing that again. That's among those things that's underlying. Yes, people are talking about the economy. But on the Republican side, this push uh, on crime, this push about to to scare voters. And then on the Democratic side, trying to make as much uh, political hay as they can on the issue of abortion, which seems to have moved voters at least for a while are what you're seeing underlying. There's still, this is still very much about culture wars. Uh, and that's what's going to happen beyond the midterms into 2024. Wow, 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 wow. You saw J.D. Vance up there highlighting all the crime. This is a Republican tactic, highlighting all the crime. Um, go ahead, play that audio. Let's, let's do it. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point 
in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, am I not right? I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, am I not right with that one? All these Republicans, what an, what, what an age-old Republican tactic to point out all the crime. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you got to saw MS, you got to see, excuse me, MSNBC freak out about a rally today, and now you get to see him freak out that Republicans are calling them out on crime. I think they get the dumb dumb award of the day. Let's go ahead and give it to them. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day, ladies and gentlemen, goes to those swamp donkey Democrats. How do, uh, I can't believe the Republicans are pointing out all the crime. Yeah, no day. I just don't, <laughs> that's, a, that's an old, that's an age old Republican move. Well, if it's an age old Republican move to point out crime under Democrats, then what does the default setting go to on the left? That you're causing the crime. It just can't be a coincidence, all right? This isn't an Alanis Morissette song, isn't it ironic? Every time the Democrats are in charge, there is crime. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? A little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. Yeah, I don't think it's ironic. I think that's an actual, you know, history repeats itself moment right there, ladies and gentlemen. History repeats itself Moment. Those dirty Democrats get exactly what they deserve, and that is the dumb, dumb award of the day. They are dirty. They are dirty. Now, the loud majority guys tell you they're the king of segues. I disagree because we're going to go right from those dirty, dirty Democrats right to this clean air purifier called EnviroCleanse. Ladies and gentlemen, get yours today by going to EnviroCleanse.com and using the promo code LFA. This is not just a sales pitch. I'm being honest. I'm being serious. This thing, much like Field of Greens, has changed the way I sleep, changed the way I breathe, changed the way I talk, changed the way I clear my throat. I am not nearly as stuffed up anymore as I ever was before. I love this thing. And we actually have a testimony from somebody who bought one, an LFA family member who bought one, who said the best thing about this air purifier is it has wheels and you can move it around from room to room, but they bought other purifiers before and nothing has done uh, the job that this has done. I mean, it literally sucks out smells, bacteria, sicknesses, COVID, anything that you can throw at it. If I'm not kidding you. If a dirty Democrat walked into your house and this thing, went on, this thing was on, it would suck that Democrat right through those side vents right there and pop out the other side, clean air for you to breathe. Wouldn't that be something? Anyway, go to EnviroCleanse.com, use the promo code LFA, and we still have another three days for you to put your name in for the drawing. Everybody's been putting their name in. If I haven't responded to you yet, it doesn't mean that we haven't got it. We're going through them every night. I'm spending until midnight, one o'clock every night. It's killing me, but we're doing it because I want to help you stay alive. So, envirocleanse.com. Now, who is the best at segues now? Sean, Kevin, loud majority, huh? Who's louder now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just, uh, you know what that is right there, ladies and gentlemen? That is uh, friendly competition in LFA TV. Now, I would like to highlight Troy Ingram real quick as he said, I'm a racist, you're a racist. Wouldn't you like to be a racist too? <laughs> I love this LFA family. I absolutely do. 
LFA producer says, are you insane? Don't challenge loud majority. He says, we need to have a back and forth like that. Eli does. We need to have a back and forth like that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> moving right along. Um, we've got big breaking news, actually. Big breaking news coming out of Europe. Not that many people really care about what goes on in Europe, but we do got to talk about it. So let's talk about it right now. During the EU hearings, European Union hearings, the Pfizer director admitted openly to the world that the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, the mRNA vaccine, was never properly tested on preventing transmission. Let me say that again. The Pfizer director in a EU hearing today said that there was never any testing, zero, zip, zilch, nada, none, dunzo, no testing. Whether the vaccine would prevent transmission. Isn't that weird though? Because in order for you to travel, in order for you to work, in order for you to buy things, in order for you to eat, you know, like the Mark of the Beast and Revelations, in order for you to really contribute to society or partake in any of the greatness of society or the joys of society or just free travel or going to church to worship, in order to do that, you needed to get a vaccine. And the reason why you needed to get a vaccine wasn't so much to protect you, but it was to protect others. Transmission. But the Pfizer director just got caught today saying, oh, we never did anything like that. Well, if you never did anything like that, if you never ran those tests, then how in the H-E double hockey sticks were you ever able to make people take this vaccine? How is that possible? I want to go to this video right now if we can. Some of it is not in English, but it's okay because they switched to English almost immediately. Let's go to this video right now of this guy, this reporter. I don't even know his name. But he got her to admit it. He got her to admit it in an EU hearing. It's on the record. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we know that there was no testing done. But to have no testing done of, of transmission and how, how the vaccine would prevent transmission while they were out there selling the goods as it prevents transmission. Folks, lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. There's always, there's always a bridge to break somewhere. And I think we finally broke it. Check this if out. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smal, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping the immunisation before um, it's entered the market? 
No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Please share this video. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Turned out to be a complete lie. This needs to be exposed. Now, I get it. I get it 100%. We did not have time to test. We had to rush, rush, rush. Fine. That is absolutely fine. But how about sell it as that? Sell it to the American people who are going to put this stuff in their body and God knows what's going to happen to them because tests were not done. Sell it like that. Don't sell it as this prevents from transmission and severe disease which could cause death. Because that is what you drove down everybody's throat for the last two and a half years. You drove it down their throat, you drove it down their throat, and you made people take this, this, this sick, disgusting mRNA vaccine or jab, whatever you want to call it. And so many people are, are, are dying. So many people are getting sick. So many people are just dropping dead. All these reports are coming out. All the truth is coming out. But is it too late? Is it too late? So I want to take you from that to this. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I cannot believe this. This is your, you just can't make this stuff up moment. You ready for this? In the wake of everything that's happening, in the wake of all these people just dropping dead all over the world, in the wake of stuff like that coming out, you just can't make this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. The CEO of Moderna announces the development of a new mRNA jab injection in order to repair the heart muscles and the and the heart tissue that was destroyed after heart attacks from the COVID vaccine. Are you hearing this correctly? They created a problem, forced the problem on everybody paid billions and billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, got all the control in the world that they needed, got all the leeway to do all this experimental stuff in the world that they ever needed or wanted. Then the stuff that they forced in everybody caused major spike in heart attacks. So they go in and they reconstruct a new mRNA jab injection to go in and repair the heart muscles after your heart attack. And they're claiming, oh, we've been working on this for a long time because of heart attacks. But the recent number of heart attacks that we've seen, the recent rise in heart attacks, where do you, I don't understand how we just don't stop right there at that point and go, whoa, stop. Why the recent uh, rise in heart attacks? Why? Why is there a recent rise in heart attacks? Is everybody just magically fatter? Is it because nobody got any exercise for two years because you locked everybody down, which is another case of you can't let the the, the, uh, the cure get worse than the disease? Regardless of why, I don't understand why the conversation doesn't stop right there and say, whoa, what do you attribute to this rise in heart attacks? But nobody asks that. No experts ask that. No world leaders ask that. No elected official asks that. The only person that's really pushing and asking is Rand Paul. But now Moderna says, don't trip. We got you. We got you. You know your heart attack you had there because you took that COVID vaccine? Well, maybe because you took it. We don't know. Who cares? Anyway, we got another one for you. 
Just like Billy Mays. Just wait. There's more, ladies and gentlemen. If you weren't happy with that first mRNA injection that destroyed your heart and destroyed the inside of your body, let's give you another one. I swear this one works. Oh, my. Lanta, ladies and gentlemen, if we are not seeing... Like, who just said that? uh, Sell you the disease, then sell you the cure. Exactly. If we are not seeing that unfold right before our eyes, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell anybody. I do know what to tell you, actually. Ready for this? Ready for this, uh, Sean Farish and Kevin Smith of Loud Majority? I do know what to tell you. Stay healthy. Stay very, 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 very healthy. And one way to do that And we have proven time and time and time again, not just because of me, ask anybody in the LFA family. We have a 99.9% approval rating of Field of Greens. And why? Because it works. Why? Because it's the same exact ingredients that God wanted Adam and Eve and the children of this earth to eat for eternity. But we got away from it. We got away from it because we wanted to stuff double cheeseburgers down our throat. Trust me, I know all about that. We got away from it because we wanted to eat greasy food and fast food. We want our food and we want it now. Remember I told you this morning, Americans can't see past Friday until Friday isn't going to come because you're too fat and your arteries are clogged and you're about ready to die and you're one breath away from keeling over. That's where I was almost 50 pounds ago. Fasting, exercise, and Field of Greens changed my life. Field of Greens was the icing on the cake. So go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code LFA. Get yourself a discount. If you want to continue to order, just set up, sign up for a monthly subscription, and you'll get the discount every month. It is cheaper than buying the greens that you need to put in your body anyway. It's cheaper, and you're getting your full amount that you need. So you can't beat it, ladies and gentlemen. How you like that, loud majority? I got my little inner war going on with them, folks. Tag them and let them know. Tomorrow they're going to have to bring their A game. All right. We got 15 minutes left. That should be enough for these stories because they're very important. We've got to talk about the Supreme Court of the United States because today two major rulings were handed down from SCOTUS, and we've got to talk about them. The first ruling I'm not happy with, but I'm not upset with either because it falls right in line with overturning Roe v. Wade, and that's this. Ready? Whoo! Does any, by the way, does any news show, does any news show get out as much news as live from America? The whole, the whole reason for this show is to give you as much news from sea to shining sea as I could possibly give you. Now, I know I got this guy up here who just gives it straight raw every single day, but I don't know if Mike gives as much news as live from America. I don't know. Everybody's going to be like, Jeremy, what are you doing? You're attacking all your hosts. No, no, I'm challenging them. And and, and in turn, challenging myself. All right. Uh, SCOTUS declined to hear a case appeal today about constitutional rights for babies in the womb. Very, very powerful story. But there is actual reasons why they declined to hear it. I wish they wouldn't have declined. I wish they would have accepted this. But let's get to it. The U.S. Supreme Court today declined to hear a case about constitutional rights Four babies in the womb. Catholics for life and two Rhode Island women were pregnant at the time and sued on behalf of their unborn children. It was appealed in a lower court's opinion that fetuses did not have the authority to challenge a 2019 state law making abortion legal. So basically what happened was this Catholic for life organization and these two Rhode Island women who were pregnant at the time, they filed a lawsuit. 
challenging the state's um, the state's law to make abortion completely legal because they said you are violating the constitutional rights of the baby that is in my womb. And it ended up going all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court actually declined to hear it and declined whether to decide on it. And their reason being is because um, it's they said they declined to decide whether fetuses are entitled to constitutional rights in light of its June ruling overturning the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that had legalized abortion nationwide, steering clear, at least for now, of another American culture war. So they decided, hey, this falls right in line with our decision of Roe v. Wade. I do 100% wish that they would not have declined this because there are states that allow mothers to actually claim their child that is in a womb as a dependent on their taxes. So if you can, if you can actually um, claim your child as a dependent when it is in your womb in some states, then we should have that discussion. I think every life... No matter where it is in its life, whether it's five years old or whether it's 105 years old, you're always progressing towards something. And I think that as soon as you are conceived, you are progressing towards life and you are progressing towards a life on this earth. And then you are ultimately progressing towards a spiritual life in heaven with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like I said, I'm not upset with it. I'm not happy with it. I'm not really anything with it. I just wish we have more of that discussion. However... The Supreme Court did hand down a huge win for us today, ladies and gentlemen, and as and in regards to mail-in ballots with no signatures. This is a major win, especially happening 28 days before we stop the spread of stupidity. The United States Supreme Court today cited with a Pennsylvania Republican in a ballot case for judgeship. The Supreme Court nixed a lower court ruling that actually allowed the counting of mail-in ballots that did not have a date on them and did not have a signature on them. The justices vacated the ruling by the Philadelphia-based 3rd U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals as requested by David Ritter, who lost his 2021 bid for a spot on the Lehigh County Court of Common Pleas to a Democrat rival by five votes after a 257 absentee ballots without dates and signatures notations were counted. So that means 257 ballots, this guy would have won if this case had been, and this is why we've got to get proactive instead of reactive. You're never going to go back and overturn something these days. I know it's happened before, but something on this scale, like we wanted to see, because, you know, by, 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 by rights, by law, that we wanted to see it didn't happen. And it's probably not going to happen on the scale that we want to see it on. But we've got to win these small cases and we've got to get these Supreme Court rulings in these separate states so that when we ever go back, then we've already got precedent that, was, that is set. The high court's action means that the Third Circuit ruling cannot be used as a precedent in the three states covered by this regional federal appellate court. And those three states are Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Let me say that again. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware must, from now on, make sure that there are dates and signatures on their absentee ballots for them to count. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, that is good news coming out of the Supreme Court. It's about time they do something. Take a drink of coffee here, and we will move on.
T. Mitchell says, God wins. Trump back in 2022. Be loud and proud, people, said Mel1028. Jeremy just got a text from California. Vote for black Democrats, LOL. Nope, I'll vote for purple Republicans if I believe in them. There you go. And what a racist thing to do, huh? What a racist thing to do. Send out robocalls that say, hey, vote for black people only. What are you talking about? What the heck is going on here? Yes, that is a win, Mal. Mal I-N-M, that is a win. Thank you. God bless you. I want to jump over to Getter real quick. I want to read some comments over there. Tribunals are coming for the guilty, says Pauly 525. Has anyone heard of the people are saying Trump may be arrested? Trump's not going to be arrested. He's not going to be arrested. It would not be a good time in this country if Trump was arrested. 100%. Lindy Lou 28 says this is good news. Ladies and gentlemen, please give me a big repost, a big share over there on Getter. We got good numbers. And here Mark Stengel says, I lived over the Delaware River in Sussex County. I know right where that is, my friend. I know right where that is. A lot of chattered about Tulsi joining Trump ticket, Jack Posobiec. Yeah, Tr- Tulsi is not going to join Trump's ticket. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Trump would be dumb to do that. Jeremy, you ever going to get back to me via text? James Bundy. It depends. Did you text my old phone that you probably have my old number for? Because if so, I haven't checked that phone in a very long time. Very long time. But if you text my new phone, if you have my new number, more than likely, I texted you back. But I will check my old phone, just so you know. All right, let's move on. How many of you have heard of pay by face? Have you heard of this? It's one word, pay by face. Well, it's not here in the United States. Well, (laughs) let me rephrase that. It is now. But pay-by-face is a thing that's very popular in China, very popular in, in, in European countries where you go up and you do facial recognition. They take your face and you're linked to a, a bank account and, they, and you pay by using your face. Oh, that's not going to go bad. Something's not going to go wrong there. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, it made me think of something. My daughter can use her face to open my wife's phone. My wife has an Apple phone and it uh, does by facial recognition. My daughter can open it. So I don't see anything bad happening there. Do you? But as a matter of fact, it also reminds me of a story that a good friend of mine did just the other day about how Walmart is working with the federal government and they are scanning everybody's faces that walk in. And 80% of people in the United States shop at Walmart. So they're getting facial recognition from everybody who walks in and out of Walmart. Pay by face. Let's go to this video. Look at he's all excited about it. You see how excited he was about it? He was all excited. He's like, yay, I'm paying by face. These are the same kind of people that put chips in their bodies. You know what I mean? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this pay by face stuff is not good. And it's expanding into the United States right now. According to the chief executive officer of retail, of a retail biometrics company based in Bucharest, Romania, a new payment method will soon be implemented in the United States of America. Wow. Nothing can go wrong there. Romanian biometric firm Pay by Face has deployed its face recognition powered 
payment solutions in South Africa, India, the UEA, and the US, according to the biometric update. All of this together, ladies and gentlemen, all of this together is working with your, with your universal credit score, by the way. <laughs> GR Messick said, Jeremy, AOC pays by, <laughs> pays by ass. Hee-haw. <laughs> yeah, and how are you supposed to pay if you're wearing your face mask? How are you supposed to pay then? Isn't that weird? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't want anything to do with this in the United States, but it's coming. I suggest never, ever, ever using it. Never using it. But I do, I do suggest using one of our LFA family members for his contacts, his contacts and his job to get you better Medicare. This is not a sales pitch. This is not a go use, uh, use this promo code and you'll get, you'll get a percentage off. This is an actual guy who is an LFA family member who uh, goes by the name of Tim Gustafson. He homeschools his kids. He reached out to me. He said, hey, look, I know that most of your majority of your audience is older. He goes, I work in Medicare. I am licensed in every state. All I want to do is help people find better Medicare where they're getting better benefits for, for, cheaper, uh, for a cheaper cost, putting more money back in their pocket and getting a better uh a better, better bang for your buck, basically. So that's Tim Gustafson, ladies and gentlemen, of Insurity Financial Services. Reach out to him. He's an LFA family member. He's on the America Strong Business page, where most of you should be if you have a business. Again, insurityfinancialservices.com slash Medicare, and uh, reach out to Tim today. He wants to help you guys out, okay? Trust me. Trust me. Call him. Reach out to him. Contact him. Set up a Zoom call, all right? All right, here we go. With 28 days left. With 28 days left to slow the spread of stupidity, we need to expose Raphael Warnock because we've got to take Georgia, we've got to put Herschel Walker over the top, and we're not going to do it by, uh, by being sleazy, we're not going to do it by lying, we're not going to do it by making up stories, we're going to do it by actually talking the truth. Now, Raphael Warnock claims to be a pastor, right? Raphael Warnock claims to be a Christian, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if that's the case, then why is everybody from Raphael Warnock's uh, area and, and people from his church saying that he treats them like pieces of you-know-what? Evicting people from their apartments when they have nothing? The church where Senator Raphael Warnock, Democrat from Georgia, preaches is being accused of targeting poor residents of an apartment building that, he, or that it owns in a new scandal that could worsen his chances of winning re-election next month. According to a report by Washington Free Beacon, Warnock's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where the senator serves as a senior pastor, drawing a monthly salary of $7,417, has moved to evict disadvantaged residents from an apartment building it owns, one of whom it tried to push out on an account of merely $28.55 of past due rent. I thought that was a pretty scummy thing to do, especially in the name of a church, especially if you are a pastor of a church, putting people out. Now, I understand if you own a business, if you own apartment buildings, then you've got to get paid. I understand that. I get it. But when you're so quick to put people out and you evicted somebody over uh, uh, over twenty eight dollars and fifty five cents, you are not a Christian man. You're not a Christian man, especially a lot of those people in that building go to your church. You are not a Christian man. If you put other Christians out on the street without a place to live and you don't work with them as a pastor of a church, 
You're not a Christian man. You're a liar. You are a liar and you are a hypocrite. Jesus would never do that. So it reminded me of a tweet that was put out from Raphael Warnock. Remember when the rent moratoriums were going away? Remember that? Let's pull up this tweet from 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Unemployment benefits have expired. Rent is due today. And many Georgia families are at risk of eviction. Hold on. We've got to move those lower thirds. Can we move those? Let's, let's, let's remove those lower thirds so we can actually see all of it. Here we go. Georgia families are at risk of eviction in the middle of a pandemic. My opponents are supposed to be serving the people in Washington, but they're clearly only concerned with serving their own interests. Wow, Raphael Warnock. Maybe Eli needs to make a short clip of this so we can send this around to all of our Georgia friends and hopefully we can get Herschel Walker on this week. Next week at the latest. We're talks with him. We got to get him on. We've got to talk to him because everybody in the world needs to see this. Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who gets paid $7,500 a month, who is a senior pastor at a church, is evicting people over $28.55 of past due rent, being the biggest hypocrite on planet earth. This is why we've got to spread the message. These are why we share videos. These stories right here to get it out there. Another story that we need to get out there is 32% of Americans right now are forced to pay their bills late due to inflation. So when 32% of Americans, let's, where's my phone? All right, here we go. Check this out. How many people do we have in the United States? 360 million, uh, bill, um, 360 billion, 360 million times 32%. That is 115 million, 200,000 Americans. 115 million Americans. That is five times the size of Canada. Five times the size of Canada cannot pay their bills on time. So what does that mean for the economy? Well, like everything else, it's a domino effect. If you stop paying your bills on time, then that means that companies do not get their money on time, which means they can't pay their bills on time, which means foreclosures happen, which means evictions happen, which means uh, lawsuits happen, which means people are put out on the street. Ultimately, it will result in more homelessness. Ultimately, it will result in more bad news for American families. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 115 million plus Americans are forced to pay their bills late. Now, I've lived with that my whole life. I've always paid my bills late. Why? Because I don't have money like that. I get it. But when you have 115 million Americans paying car notes late, paying house uh, mortgages late, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to reverberate all the way down to the bottom. And that's where all of us are going to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's a scary, scary world when we let Democrats run the show, isn't it? I've been trying to say this for a long time. It is a scary show when we let Democrats run the world. We can no longer allow Democrats to run the United States of America. They can't even run their own households, ladies and gentlemen. They don't understand basic economics. They don't understand basic anything. They do not have their finger on the pulse of the United States of America. And to prove that, I'm going to end the show with this video right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mean Jean Kareen Pierre, the garbage pail kid of the White House. Here she is, folks. There she is. See the hairdo? That is the Mean Jean Kareen Pierre hairdo. This is Mean Jean Kareen as a garbage pail kid on Halloween. The garbage pail kid of the White House, Mean Jean Kareen, actually used the White House press secretary pulpit today 
to tell you about her coming out story. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. She has a coming out story to tell you. Why? Because apparently today is National Coming Out Day. Let's see what she has to say. Mean Jean Cream Pierre. So today is National Coming Out Day. And so I wanted to start by sharing my own coming out story. Like so many in the LGBTQ community, coming out wasn't an easy thing to do. My family was traditional and conservative. Being gay in my family wasn't something that you mentioned out loud or celebrated. But my family, like many, many other families, grew to accept who I was. They saw that who I loved didn't change who I was as a person. It didn't change the things I liked to do, and it didn't change the goals I had for my life. The beauty of America is its freedoms and the promise that you can achieve your dreams, no matter your race, sex, country of origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. This is something we continue to strive toward and fight for, particularly as we continue to see a wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation across the country. And it's why I'm so honored to serve the president and the first lady. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's just get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. Get rid of the music too. Ladies and gentlemen, no. Say it with me, right? Everybody, here we go. All over the show today. Here we go. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Nobody cares about your gay coming out story, about anybody's gay story. Actually, nobody cares about anybody's sexual life. You make yourself victims so that you can get on TV and cry about being a victim. You're not a victim because you choose to have sex with the same sex. Moron. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we will end the show today. What would Alex Jones have to say about these people? He is your enemy. I see you, enemy. I see you, enemy. 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 You are my enemy. <laughs> I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, be sure Christmas season is coming up. Do not forget about Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen. And if you do not forget about Christmas season, then you cannot forget about the one, the only, my pillow guy, ladies and gentlemen. Go to mypillow.com slash LFA. Get major, major discounts. But also, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to jeremyherald.com, we have new shirts. Jesus calling. Do you decline? Do you accept? We got so much going on over there. And do not forget about the American Strong Companies tab on jeremyherald.com where we've got 433 American strong businesses to shop with. It's the holiday season. We might as well put our money to good use. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tomorrow for more Live from America. Remember, go back and rumble and like all the day's videos, including the shorts. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth.